listening to the podcast To Be Single or Not To Be by Shanna Montana, a podcast where we talk about the single life, dating, and relationships so you can make a decision at the end of each episode and decide to be single or not to be. That is the final question. So today's topic is, it just might not be the right fit, part one. And the reason I wanted to talk about this topic is because I am a firm believer that the reason some people, some people is me, was me, coulda, shoulda, woulda, ain't about me. The reason some people cannot find the love they desire or they keep having relationships that don't work or they are just all over, you know, all around unlucky in love is because they are just not matched with the right person. And it's because really, honestly, truly, they haven't done the proper work to know who is right for them. And some people won't just accept that, you know, that quote unquote type that they think really is their type really is not their type. So all of that said, you know, I had to bring on some guests to the show who could add some value to the topic. And I think you may recognize a few of these ladies. So at first we have Kiki. Welcome back and say what's up to the people. Hi, people. <laughs> uh, next we have Nikita welcome back and say hi to the listeners hey 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 and last but not least we have Miss Kirsten say what's up to the people in the land of the single and free are you there hey y'all to say, did, you, did you leave us already I know how it is out here you know <laughs> so that said welcome 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 ladies welcome me welcome you and we're going to get right to it. So, wow, this is my personal belief. When I talked about the opening topic, it may not be what everybody thinks. So somebody tell me, you know, are you a believer that sometimes people are just unlucky in love because it's not the right fit? Not that anything's wrong with them or the other person. They just match with the wrong person. Does anybody think that's a true statement? Why or why not? I think... I think- Go ahead, Kirsten. Go ahead, Nikki. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like it is... Definitely a thing. I mean, when people say like, oh man, I wish I would have met you in another lifetime. Like that's some real shit. Or it's like, you could be the right person and it could be the wrong time. You know, I don't necessarily think that it is always a bad thing because it it does have a negative connotation to like, man, this relationship just didn't work. It didn't mean that we failed. Like maybe we really are not supposed to be together, you know, and that you can have like a dope friendship out of that or dope you know, business connections or whatever, as long as it's kept light. Now, you may get into some other situations where the relationship is just like, it fell completely apart and it wasn't a right fit because like you say, you're going for a specific type. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my 20s, you know, I had a little thing for drug dealers. That That's not where I'm at these days. <laughs> you know? But that, and that probably sounds really bad I said that out loud. But um I mean, it's real, so whatever. But, like, you, the bad boy, I guess you could kind of, you know, put it like that. But, yeah, like, you know, I I had a really great boyfriend in college, I would say, and he was a great guy. He was a couple years older than me. And I just remember him being like, you know, so what you want for dinner? I'm like, I'm going to happy hour with my friends. Like, I'm not, you know, what are you cooking? I'll see you later. So, like, you can be in two different seasons in your life with a person where it's just like, it's not that they're a shitty person. It's, they could be a great person. They're just not right for you in that season in your life. And yeah. I, I like that, but I think, I was, I'm, as you talking, I'm sitting over there thinking, like, maybe I need to grow up because I ain't met a nigga yet that I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the right season. I'm just like these niggas ain't shit. Like, you know. 
You ain't wrong. I just think kind of what Kirsten said, yes, but I also think it's one of those things. I think for black women specifically, we have a tendency to overlook certain things so that the person can be the right fit. It's like we're trying to fit a square into a hole. And it's like, girl, when you gonna realize that that ain't it? And I know that that used to be my problem for sure. Cause I'm like, but he's so great. But it's like, no girl, he really ain't that great. Because if he was, it wouldn't be that hard. Are you like overlooking the bad qualities trying to make him fit into your idea of a good guy? Yes. Okay, okay. Because it, it's like one of those things where it's like, you like the person so much, but that one thing that might not be the thing that you like is the thing that is the detriment to the relationship. But because, so like, okay, it might be five things that are dope about him, but the one thing is the one thing that you need to pay attention to because it's like a huge Like you got to like baby mama. Like you right. You know, right. <laughs> like he got, and this is actually a true story. Y'all can judge me, judge your mama. I don't care. <laughs> My last serious, like monogamous relationship, the nigga had three kids. Yeah. And I was like, it's cool. All the kids by the same girl, you know. Yeah. But no, it really wasn't cool because one of the babies was fresh out, out of the vagina. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I have a rule like if the kid, I used to be like, if they under five, nah, you probably still fucking the baby mama. I'm not. Right. And it, and it was true because when we broke up, that's exactly who he went back to. Uh, and now, now that they're married and they got like six kids. Living happy oh it was like that wasn't your person. And like you could say, it may be okay. I can definitely see that because sometimes when you're in a position where you don't have kids, you may look at things like, oh, I don't want a person with kids. And then you encounter somebody with kids. And it's like, okay, I can make this sacrifice. But like having one kid that's like eight is a lot different than three. And one is a three-month-old. Like, what yeah. are you It's levels to it. Because at this age, it, uh, just being transparent, like, I don't know if everyone here does not have children, but I feel like at this age, meeting a nigga that don't got kids, <laughs> like, you a unicorn. Yeah. Like, it is really, like, foreign. So I feel like we're, like, moving up in that age bracket so where, like, it is harder to navigate some of the things that we would be like, oh, okay, I don't want somebody that has kids. When you look around and you be like, damn, everybody has kids. Yeah, you I know, so look at the definitely people. there's levels to that. So I get you, Nikita. But also, yeah. I think what's crazy now, you know, I, I ain't gonna, I, you know, I don't really care about saying my age. But I, my thing I say now is I'm a lot closer to 40 than I like to admit. So, <laughs> that's the new thing. People pull up on me like, damn, you ain't got no kids. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Not how you doing, hey. It's, where your kids? You ain't had no kids yet? Well, hey, how are you? Well, like, get out my uterus. <laughs> well, I'm officially transitioning out of that club while I'm sitting over here <laughs> pregnant and wanting a glass of wine while I'm talking to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you can still relate because your baby still your baking. So, yeah. <laughs> not, not long ago, somebody was pulling up on you having the same conversation. So, yeah. So, would you say, uh, Kiki, do you think that's a belief that holds true that, you know, some people just, it's not the right time, right situation, right person, but nothing's wrong with that person? Right. I think, I I, I agree that sometimes it's, it's timing. Um, my thing, 
with that is you have people that go that have different experiences they come from different experiences they were raised different so what happened is you you got two people that are totally different that have expectations of each other and i know for me and people that are like me they have these expectations and it's kind of hard for them to get out of that expectation when they're dating so like kirsten and nikita alert to you have um, you try to fit somebody in into your expectations. Even if you, let's say if you're physically attracted to them, right. you may try to fit them into what you think is a guy that you, or you may even adjust and be like, oh, well, he's not that bad because you're physically attracted to him. Yeah. So, so a lot of times too, you got people that are broken and then you have somebody that needs to heal from that before yeah. they could get with somebody else. So you got people that, have you know graduated from being broken and then you're broke and then somebody else is broken and they're trying to get together and it's just it doesn't work so i just think timing is big and i even even like to scrape all that even if you you have two people that um meet each other and they're trying to um work it out you got people that's not willing to do the work Mm. so the love Mm. may not be there there's no instant gratification, but we're in an instant gratification era now. Um, and it's just it's just not going to be as easy as you think it is, like initially. And we're about to tap into that, what you said. They're not willing to do the work. And I think yeah. something else she pointed out was, because I've actually been in this situation where I, and I'm going to blame Kirsten and some other friends for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I ain't going to be on me. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who were like trying to convince me, you know, because I was in a, a very single stage, you know, but I'm going to open my mind and open, you know, I'm not, I'm going to get away from, you know, this certain type that I want. So it was say a gentleman that I'm like, okay, I'm going to see. He ain't really physically, he's not a 10 for me, but I'm <laughs> working out. And, you know, I got into that space where I'm like, you know, it ain't, you start, you start looking at a person like, he ain't that bad. He ain't that bad. <laughs> like, he a look, me there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so then it got to the point where it's like, okay. I got past that, but then when, once we started diving to some other core fundamentals, it's like, nah, even if this Negro could be sitting here looking like Idris Elba, based on the stuff he's doing and saying, that ain't right. it. Right. So it makes sense, like you said, it's different levels and different perspectives, vantage points you have to be at to understand, but the core, and I want to come to what you said about doing the work. So I want to ask you guys, you know, it's kind of expected in your 20s that you're going to have some mess ups and slip ups. You're trying to figure it out, you know. But sometimes we wind up in our 30 plus late 30s still not making the best decisions when it comes to partners. So I want to ask this, when we talk about the work, what do you all think that work looks like for yourself or for the partner that you're looking to do this thing called life with? Like, let's even start out initially. Like today, you got people meeting in the club going to screw that night. And so to me, I think you need to try to actually get to know that person ask the right question when a dude can't even have can't even communicate well enough to ask me the that um that are intentional questions that make me think you're asking to get to know me like i'm already disinterested i'm already not interested because you can't and even you can pick that vibe up too yeah yeah, yeah. Like, unless unless that's what you want yep. it goes back to what shana's saying about making horrible ass decisions in your 30s right but she well, Shana was asking about what works look like, what yeah. what that work look like. And I think from initial, it looks like you asking the right question. Not to say everybody going to be honest and everybody going to give you their honest 
Oh, Go that's true. They're on this cell from the beginning. Right. But you get to know and you pay attention and you hang out with the person. I don't know how when you first start talking to somebody, y'all not hanging out all the time. Yeah. How are you going to get to know them? How you, to me, that's the beginning of the work. That's the beginning. And that's part of the midst of it because this is something I was going to bring up later. I'm saying now, I say this constantly, and I'm not just going to put it on men because women have equal parts in the bullshit. That yeah. But I always say this to people that a relationship is a job that you have to wake up and clock in for every single day. You cannot yeah. wake out. You cannot call out of work. You cannot beginning sick time, vacation time, you know. And when you bring up time, I dealt with somebody who really, so say during the pandemic, you know, we was hanging out real heavy because, I mean, it wasn't shit else to do. Outside was closed. So right. after that, I'm like, you know what happened? We ain't kicking as much. This Negro felt like he had a cruise some vacation time or something like, we hung out strong in February, March, and April, so we should be good now in May, June, and July. Oh, wow. Like, nigga, like he, was ready to, he was ready for outside to open back up. Ready for outside, like, I put in my hours earlier this year, so, so what you talking about? You want time with me now? Keep the same energy, my nigga, what? Yeah. No, that's why everybody be listening right now. Go back and listen to episode 71 if you haven't already listened to it. Because I tell you not to do that shit, I'll never do it again. So that's like I was gonna say, like doing the work and what I'm finding is that you have to be willing to one work on yourself first, like unpack your shit, deal with your shit, track your patterns. Get all get that shit together because what I have what I am learning now that I'm in you know I'm 34 now right mm-hmm. so like 24 year old Nikita would be like oh I can help him get through this da 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 no 34 year old Nikita is like you need to unpack your own fucking trauma because I'm not a rehab center for you to think you finna dump all your shit on me there's a difference in me you know what I'm saying supporting you through certain shit but like basic shit for a relationship to work you have to work on that and i just think um men and women i'm not just gonna put it on the men but you gotta have emotional intelligence you know what i'm saying like and some form of self-awareness about yourself to be in a relationship like relationship is work simply like what you said and so i feel like if somebody is not willing to do that then that is not the person for you because um, we all are coming from a vantage point of, you know, past experiences, how we were raised, our background, all types of shit. So, like, if you can't work through some of that stuff, you're going to repeat cycles and patterns from your family history. You know what I'm saying? And so I just feel like we all need to do the work. And what for me, what that looks like is going to therapy. Yeah. You know, and Go to I feel like therapy has changed my life and has also helped me see the holes when it comes to relationships and interactions with men. And so now, you know, I'm very secure in who I am. And so it's like, okay, if a dude is not willing to communicate, like to me, that signifies some type of trauma or something because you can't be in a relationship with somebody that you can't talk to. Absolutely. That's number one. I totally agree with that. Um, I was just going to say, when it comes to doing the work, I feel like, Kiki mentioned being intentional, which I think is so, is such a huge thing. But I think also being really, really honest with yourself. Because, you know, you can sit here and we can, you know, have these affirmations. I can stage my house now. I can, you know, do, do my, you know, uh, you know, my manifestation jar every night, you know, whatever. But if I'm not honest about where I'm currently at, 
what I'm looking for, what I'm currently accepting, get to the root of why I'm accepting X, Y, and Z. Like it is a cycle of repeating the same thing. And the work ain't always cute. You know, sometimes it's the grace of a spa day. You know, other times it's slinging snot with your therapist and they on your ass because you're reverting back to old patterns. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I totally agree with that, Nikita. Like it is something that you have to really kind of like tune in with, tune into yourself and be mindful because the first important relationship that you're going to have, I'm obviously your relationship with God, but your relationship with yourself. So like, I could be trying to fix things in my, you know, relationship with my man. But if I'm dealing with stuff with my own personal relationship, then, you know, I need to address those things first. And like work looks different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Like there's hella resources. This is a podcast. There's sermons, self-help books. But also I just recommend in that, in, in your doing your work, get real still. You know, figure out what you want, what you don't want. Be clear so that you can listen to, you know, your spirit. Your spirit knows what it needs and where it feels safe. It's like Target. You walk in Target, Target tell you what you need. You You just... I love it. And also, when you honest... Oh, go ahead, Shane. No, we're fine. Go ahead. So just like you, yes, you hit the nail on the head when you said be honest um, in your relationship, be vulnerable, but also be honest with yourself. I think a lot of people believe that they are a certain way or they have certain characteristics that they really don't have. And so when you can, when you can be honest with yourself and naked, like expose all that stuff, like you said, that don't feel good. You have to be honest with yourself because a lot of times we get into relationships and we have these masks on and we don't want to do certain things that, that, that may piss them off or run them off. But at the end of the day, that's who you are. If that's who you are, then you need to be as real and as honest and as naked, emotionally naked, not just physically naked as you can be. Just so when you, when y'all are progressing, you're not, giving him the wrong indicators so when i say indicators like you you're not accepting things that you really are not okay with don't be okay okay because you're creating you're create you're telling him how to treat you at some point when you're when you're accepting certain things that not like this is like i don't deal with this but he's so cute i might you know like no because they don't get better no and what you said kiki something along the lines of you have the honesty, but you have to be willing to accept the truth. The truth yes. of the person, because say if you are doing the work, you're going to therapy, you're get, you're being still, you're being grounded, and you encounter someone, and that person is not who you want, stop. We have to stop lying to ourselves. Yes. This person is going to magically become Prince Charming. That's that fitting into your expectations, yeah. You're dealing with a person who clearly, it's his communication skills are that of a third grade level, but you're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. And time that something doesn't go right. Like you said, how are you not spending a lot of time together? This person clearly is not making time for you. And I've dealt with that with people who, you know, we all have our lives. Ultimately, it's in our careers. We have things we do outside of it. And adults make time for the things they want to make time for. Okay. So This person is not making time for you, sis, or or bruh, that is not it. So I think a lot of it, also, you have to be honest. Once you get to the, the bottom line and the core to see who this person is or who this representative is, because sometimes yes. they go around longer than they yes. can. The mask. Uh-huh. You have to be able to accept that and understand, like, yeah, he might be fine. Or if I had a list of 10 things, he might be fine. But the other five are, like you said, detrimental. 
I gotta go. I gotta let it go because we yeah. can manifest yeah. that when it comes to I was in a situation yeah. pros and cons. I had a list of about five pros for this nigga and like five pages of cons. And I'm sitting there trying to romanticize the five pros. Like, what are you doing? Like, but I'm going to tell you something. When you talk about romanticizing stuff, that's hitting a nail on the head because that used to be me. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where, and I'm like notorious for this. I feel like now that I'm aware, it's something that I am truly trying to work on. But it's the push and pull of like, when we talk about doing the work or being lazy in love, like, okay, the pull of should I fight for this relationship? Should we fight to continue to work on it? Or should love really be this hard? Should relationships really be this hard? So I think that's where a lot of women and men too get stuck in the pattern of, am I doing too much fighting and there's really no hope here? Should I just walk? Or is there an opportunity for us to like, you know, conquer new ground and like move past this but i also think that comes into like lazy and love like are both partners willing to do the work is it a thing where why is it so hard that's my thing because we have romanticized struggle love yeah because it's like if we not struggling if we not struggling then this ain't the real thing like if i'm not holding him down or she not holding me down this ain't the real thing life love is not that bullshit that we be seeing on them damn reality tv shows there are actually people who love their partners they're doing the work they're in healthy relationships i think in the black community, we have definitely romanticized that struggle love and we need to kill that shit because I think that's a cycle within yeah. our community. You know what I'm saying? Like the toxicity and the unhealthiness of the struggle love. It's like addictive for some yeah. people. But it's not. The thing is, and it's because like you said of where we come from, but I think we have to move away from that because been in the struggle. It's, it's too many situations I've been in the struggle and I've known what it felt like and what I think about if I was with that person for nine months only two months of it felt good. And we know that if I was in a situation where somebody, if I had a friend for the most part, say it's a female, and they was treating me like shit for seven months, I would not stick around that long. Right. So why right. would I have a man to do it? So I think ultimately that goes back to determining if this person is the right fit. Because if a person is willing and ready and wants to be in a relationship with you, guess what? A relationship is work, but it's easy work. It doesn't have to be hard work all the time. You can have yeah. hard moments. And hard moments don't mean that somebody's cheating on somebody or that somebody's right. having an outside baby. Hard moments be that a parent passed away, somebody lost a job, things like life has happened to that person and you have to stand by them when they may not be the most lovable person because of the circumstances. So I think we have to right. get away from that because that's another thing I talked about, we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole, was people that nor- normalize the struggle of people have normalized to some extent cheating. And it's like, nah, you just not with the right nigga because all niggas don't cheat, all females don't cheat. People that don't wanna right. cheat are serious about their people and wanna be together, those are the people you, those are the people you wanna find. Those are your tribe, those are your people. So <laughs> we have to just get away from that. And something else I was thinking about was I think this goes along with, I think you said emotional intelligence, emotional maturity, because it's a lot of immature people walking around that's claiming they adults and grown children. So, you know, we didn't have a driver's license to verify their age. You probably wouldn't even know how old they are. So I think that's super important because for, in my experience, it's been very hard to find because, you know, a lot of people do think they are mature and they think they handle situations well and they suck. They suck at it. So, (laughs) 
<laughs> that's something we have to get back to. So tell me, you know, all the things that you all have mentioned about the work that's necessary, the work you put in and what that looks like. How did you all come to know what that was? Because that information didn't just fall from the sky. A lot of times our parents didn't tell us. Um, you know, it wasn't really handed to us. How did you all get to these spaces where you now know what that looks like? Experience and falling on your face and knowing Ooh. that you wanted something different. Okay. And knowing that, you know, different wasn't going to come overnight. So, like, taking real stock and inventory and, hey, nigga, is this me? Yeah, like, is this me? You know, you really got to, like, <laughs> look around and, 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 and do some work. Like, you got to real, really be honest. Again, I think that's intentionality. I think it's honesty. I think it's, you know, and also making a... Like drawing a hard line to make a decision and be like, nah, that ain't the shit I want to deal with. Like, right. I got to do something else. Yeah. Like this ain't it. How yeah. Do, we talked a lot about therapy. You know, therapy's been around, I think in 20, 2019, 2020, it started to be more of a topic. It started to become more normalized, especially in the black community. We still got a ways to go, but we're getting there. So how did you get to that space of, I need to go to therapy. I need to tap into that. Okay, so I'm going to just tell a quick little story. I'm going to be so transparent. Um, my biological father, I have a great father who is my stepfather, but I consider him my father. Mm-hmm. So my biological father, this happened maybe like in 2017, 2018. He randomly called me when I was at like a Memorial Day cookout, right? I'm turned up. I'm lit. I'm drinking. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Basically, he sent me, a, he was telling me that his mother passed away, you know, my grandmother, mm-hmm. but he was like, hey, tell your mom that my mom passed away. It was no acknowledgement. Like, hey, Nikita, your grandmama passed away. It was real weird. And so I was drunk. But in that moment, y'all, I snapped. I was pissed. I was livid. I remember I called my mama. My mama was like, are you drunk? And I was just so hurt by that because I was like, this is the same bullshit that these niggas be doing. No acknowledgement, no record. Like, it was just this it's like, I don't know what was going on in my life. Well, I do know what was going on in my life at that time. But that moment, y'all, when I tell y'all that shit really, like, it did something to me. Like, I was so upset for the rest of the week. My mama, you know, it, it was a lot. And so I said, you know what? I think I need to go to therapy. Because, you know, I had to be honest with myself about that particular relationship and maybe how that is showing up in my relationships with men. Yeah. And, you know, daddy issues, just to be quite frank with you. And so for me, that was the moment where I said, you know what? I think I'm struggling with maybe abandonment issues and rejection. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think it stemmed from that relationship. And so that one moment made me like, I need to go talk to somebody. That's not my mama, my homegirls or nothing like that. I need to go talk to somebody that can help me process through these feelings and attach, you know, like help me work through this. Yeah, you know, um, and so for me, that was just when I realized like my personal relationships with men, low key was like a reflection of my relationships with these niggas, and that was really hard for me to process. But I feel like I'm in a great space now because now I'm like, oh yeah, no, nah. yeah, that's, yeah. that's can I thing. can I also say something about like Nikita? I love your transparency and just being like honest about your the journey of how you got to that. And I'm proud of you for making the decision to say like, okay, I need to talk to a professional because a lot of times what we do is we talk to our girlfriends, we talk to our family members and all of that. 
And that's great that those people are here to listen. But I think we often overlook that we need somebody that's unbiased and that can provide us with clinical tools. Because a lot of times we know what the problem is. It's just how we're going to get past that space. So I I wholeheartedly agree and, and salute that. Yeah. yeah. For me, like there was an incident that, that took place. It was a minor, a minor incident that um that took place, but my reaction to it, I when when I thought back on it, I was like, why did I react that way? Like why did because I was talking to one of my friends and it, it was something small that it, that my dad did. It wasn't major, but it was it was very small. And I'm talking to my friend, and I just started boohooing about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And she was asking me a series of questions. And while she's asking me a question, asking asking me the series of questions related to the issue, because she was saying, "Okay, why does that affect you that much, or why is that bothering you that much?" And I was answering her questions, and as I'm talking to her, I'm thinking, "Oh." Like, you know, that pause. And I was like, that's not really the issue. Yeah. This, what I'm talking about is not really the issue, but it was an eye-opening moment for me because leading up to that one particular incident, I kept saying, I need to go and sort through what's going on with me because mm-hmm. I know something is off. Because my reaction to things were like, I was, it was affecting me too much normally and it wouldn't bother me. So I was like, there apparently the resources that I had, those resources, the self-help books, the friends, I needed something more. I had utilized all my resources. So I needed to go and be redirected towards additional resources. So I started looking up a therapist and and sure enough, when I went and talked to her, I sat, I was sitting in there waiting on her. She walked in the room and she said, so what brought you here today? And I boohooed. I didn't come in there. I wasn't sad when I walked in. I was happy go lucky. I'm going to see the therapist. I wasn't sad when I walked in, but apparently I was heavy with yeah. things that I just thought didn't bother me. Yeah. And, and then I'll be transparent about this moment. I lost my mom when I was 25 and my mom was like my everything for me. So I went through bearing my mom and, and, you know, making sure, you know, everything that she had left, taking care of that. And I went through the process. Like I was, I was constantly going, I was constantly going. It took me like a year and a half to realize like, Oh, my mom really not here. And so I had a moment at that time and I thought, okay, well, okay, I could do this. You know, I could continue to go. But then when, when like years, here we go, years later, and I'm talking to my therapist and even that comes out. And I'm like, I'm looking at her like, I don't even know like why this is bothering me. Yeah. 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 Cause she was, and she was good. Like my therapist was good to the point that we're just having general conversation and stuff was coming out. And she was like, like it was like like I just needed to unload needed to unload and so that was the turning point to me that I need to go sort this out yeah and that's a beautiful thing for both of you all story it's crazy you know parents were involved things of that nature but you all came to this breaking point like I gotta step outside myself and figure this out because it's some kind of burden that on me and you all had the self-awareness to know that I don't want to sit in this I don't want to become like people we've seen in generations that auntie so-and-so she just mad all the time you know yeah. you want to become that person or the person like i ain't going over there for thanksgiving she always got an attitude i don't like mm-hmm. the energy, you know yeah. 
And I think for a lot of people, the introduction to therapy didn't come through like, you know, uh, you get to a certain place where you like, oh shit, I need to go handle this. And so, somebody popped up like, hey, you you think you want to try therapy? Nah, we just got this. We hit this brick yeah, wall. like how to do something. <laughs> the introduction of how a lot of us get to therapy ain't cute. Yeah. But I I think what I also have noticed about myself is like a similar story. Like my grandfather passed away. My biological back father passed away like I just had like a lot of one two punches and it got to the point to where it was like shit I need to talk to somebody and so as dire and desperate as it was at that point over the years you know you kind of get away and then I now I'm like okay I can feel it in a different way I don't know if this is even making sense but like before it gets to that point to where I'm ready to explode like I'm a little bit more like oh, hey, I think I need to check in. Like, you know, you're just able to kind of check, do a temperature check, I guess. Um, That would allow you to know, like, hey, it's time for me to check in and and take care of some things before it becomes explosive, you know? And more in touch with your senses and what it is you're trying to do. You know when, like, you're having an off day versus, like, I've been off for, like, two weeks. Like you said, like, you want, like, things that, don't normally bother you. Start bothering you, and you yeah. irritate everybody. And it's not your time of the month, and you're like, yeah. oh. so it's like yeah. I gotta go talk to somebody somewhere for I'll be on a docket somewhere talking to. I got here, and on that note, we'll be right back with part. No, it's actually not part two, but it's part two of part one. So we'll be right back with that. All right, so we are back for part two of part one of this episode series. So I want to say first, the last piece that we talked about with the therapy and all of you ladies involved with that, that is so eye-opening. It's my hope that the listeners will be able to take something away from that because um, myself included, I know not long ago, I went to therapy maybe about five years ago. It, my, I was a bad fit with my therapist talking about a bad fit and so you know sometimes when you're in a bad fit with something like that you just don't go back and so right. I did a couple months and I was like mm, I don't think that was it but it was just if that was a bad fit and so I got to a space where I'm like um, you know like Kiki like you said I had all the self-help books the sermons the podcast the this the that I'm like I'm good I got it and then I finally realized like no sis you need one more little tool in the toolkit so yeah. um I was at a space where, you know, it took me a minute to get there. But once I got there, I was glad I did. So it's my hope that even yeah. if there is just one listener out there who's had the thought of therapy or feels like something is off or something needs a little bit of fine tuning or there's just some undealt with issues. Because even though I was joking earlier, I really mean it. You don't want to be like that mean family member to house. You never want to go right. over Thanksgiving because they just angry about some shit that happened in 1962 still. <laughs> oh, yeah. you don't want to be that person. Go ahead and tap, tap, tap in to therapy, you know. And I reckon if you go, I think it's Psychology Today. They yes. have a link yep where you can go and find and okay. exactly what you want: black, white, cat, dog, this, that, and third. And they will give you a list. So that is a great resource for those out there trying to figure out where do I start. That's where you yes. can start. So there, therapyforblackgirls.com is yes. also a great resource. Doctor. Yep. I'm glad that you said that, Shaina. It's like um, 
isn't it may not be a, a good fit with that first person therapist and therapy within itself is like dating like you're gonna have to try a few shoes on sis before you <laughs> buy you know purchase leave the store you yeah. know don't give up if you don't have like a great first experience like yeah. your person out there give it a chance flirt around with a couple of different therapists like you will find your tribe yeah, that, that's something too that made me think of something that I forgot to say earlier, Shana. Sorry, when yeah. you said that you know you were quarantined with a guy and you'll never do that again. I think a lot of times we come into a situation that we that you know ended badly and we're like we'll never do that again. But sometimes you doing that again, your blessing is in doing it again. Ooh. I know it's hard. I got a whole testimony about that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just drop that, yeah. You know, sometimes you do have to revisit some things twice. What Drake says, a couple of things in life you want to feel twice, you got to visit twice. I ain't talking about him. I ain't talking about him specifically, no, but that's the scenario. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm with you when you're writing. I hope they hear too, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> you got to figure it out. I'm glad you dropped that little that little tidbit right there. So I want to ask you now. I'll be a little, a little devil's advocate. Um, have you all ever personally wound up in a situation where it was a bad fit and you realized you were the person that was the bad fit? More of the issues fell on you than it fell on the other person. <laughs> Don't make that face. <laughs> Has that ever happened? That's a go from everybody. I'll say I know I'm I'm guilty, but I'll say I got What'd you say, Kirsten? So we're, the, so we're the bad fit for the dude. Yeah. 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 I can, I can own my piece. I, I can say yes. Yeah. Um and, and how when that was the first example that I thought of the first person that came to mind. He was a little bit older than me. Um one of different things at different times. And I was on some like bald headed hoe shit. Like honestly, <laughs> I was I was nineteen years old. I was in college. I was out turned up TSU on the yard. Like, and he was very much like he was an old soul even then. So like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, we were only two or three years apart. But like, I literally had to talk him out of proposing to me in front of my family on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. which was probably super embarrassing for him now that I think back at it but I knew I wasn't ready I knew I was fucking (laughs) off I knew that like at this point I wanted to like it sounds so messed up but like I wasn't ready to receive it yeah I was young you know and so that's when I would say it was it was me like I'm I'm grateful that we are still able to be in communication and kind of like keep up with where each other's lives are and there was no hostility. Uh well now there's not. At the time, you know, it was a little spicy. And I just had to eat it because I was wrong as two left shoes. But I've, you know, we we've grown past that. We're mature now. How did you get out of it? How did you how did you how did that come once once you told them don't propose to me? Was that it? I mean, I no, nah, it wasn't it. Like honestly, I was fucked up. I broke up with him like two or three times went back and forth um like the third time was some real trash ass shit like I remember he graduated and he was seeing somebody and he invited me to the graduation but because we had been together for so many years like he invited my mom myself and my sister to his like MBA graduation we show up great time at the end of the graduation his mom is inviting me to go to the family dinner with them and it was like a stare down between me and old girl at the table. And like, 
he ended up breaking up with her. We got back together. Like, and I still was like, but I don't want to get married right now. So it, it was just really some back and forth. Basically, still the fuck Yeah, he should have kicked my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, oh Lord, Nikita in her 20s, I was reckless as hell, but I met this really nice guy and he, in my mind, when you talk about the whole, he's not my type, that's how I was like looking at him. Like, he ain't my type, but he was super yeah. hella nice, treated me good, all of that. But, you know, I was in my 20s and I just didn't, I don't know. I was just like, this ain't my type. You know, and my type back then was niggas that was like Greek and shit. And that, we are long gone from them days. Fuck that. But um, I wasn't a good match for him because basically, like, and I hate to say it like this, but basically when I couldn't get the attention that I wanted from the nigga that I wanted, I would go to him. Mm-hmm. And he was actually a genuine ass dude. Like he wanted me to be his girlfriend, you know, all this type of shit. And I was just like, oh, I ain't ready, I ain't ready, I ain't ready. And um, I actually regret doing him the way that I did. And I actually apologized to him maybe like a couple years ago. He accepted the apology, but he still wasn't trying to fuck with me though. Oh, is he married now? No, he's actually single, and we're cool, but he don't really... That ain't your fault, sis. You're probably something wrong with it. <laughs> and, you know, I have changed a lot, and I think he recognizes that because he actually started following me back on social media. <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot. Like, recently. So I was like, damn. Um, so, you know, he was a good guy, but I think, you know... The whole my type thing, we don't, I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. I didn't know what my type then. Back then, it was, if a nigga is cute to me and I want him, that's who I want, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I really regret treating him like that because he didn't deserve that. And, you know, if the, if the tables were reversed, he'd be all types of nothing but a child of God. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I got a testimony like that. I'm leaving that from about 2014. Same thing. Like Years later, I had to go apologize to this young man. Like, you ain't deserve all that, you know? Yeah. But I was mm-hmm. young and dumb and full of young- fun. Young, dumb, and wrong. Okay. Oh. <laughs> but now he's single. He's he's he's, he looking really good. <laughs> Hold on. Did you say he looking really good now? Is that what you I mean? I mean, he was cute then, but he's fine. It's like, he's fine now. You don't want to Shut your shot, sis. Shut your shot. I, <laughs> I tried a couple years ago. He wasn't having it. Ah, oh, he said, go and say, my shut up. They did wrong me now. How they all. Okay. <laughs> he, was, he wasn't having it. He was not having it. He was like, yeah. Hey, girl, fuck you. He said, <laughs> right, basically. Like, it's good to hear from you. I'm glad you're doing good in life. You're doing your thing. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Leave me alone. <laughs> Be blessed. <laughs> He turned my ass hard. Look, Kiki, do you have a hard story? Yeah, not really. Like, uh, well, a li- little bit. Just a tiny, just a tiny bit. Um, So that was a guy that was, he was really, like, nice. And talk about, he was older than me, too. And talk about being intentional. He was intentional about, you know, letting me know that, you know, he was interested and wanting to, you know, build something with me, even talked about kids, marriage, all that good stuff. But for me, he was boring. And I was younger then. So so tell me this, being that he was boring then, because, you know, now, you know, uh, boring is the new fun. So now you consider him boring or would you consider him your speed? 
he might still be bored. <laughs> he, was like a, he was like a creature of habit. Like he ate the same thing. He because he worked out. He was I'm probably telling on myself, but he worked out, so he was in the gym all the time. And um, you know, that was that was shit. What he was devoted to for real. Like that was his excitement of the day. Like going out, we doing the same thing. Want to go to the movies? Uh, David, but niggas want dinner in the movie. You to death. What? What? I need you to get creative. Like, I don't want to come up with everything. And then you ain't like to go out. You don't drink. Goddamn. Like, and this was in my 20s. So, just like, uh, you know, I don't know what to do with this. But really, I was trying to get past that part of me that was like, this is boring. But there were other things I'm not going to blast in case somebody know who he is. Um, There were other things in there, like, intellectually, that just... You know, <laughs> don't do it at all. Is he, you know, because you, where is he now in the world? Is he still fine, or do he still look good? He's still fine, fine, still fine. That's it. No, oh, fine. fine, but fine, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> so yeah, but you know that 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 the way I had to break that relationship off have made me mindful in the future like if you're not feeling them like don't let it go too far you yeah. know yeah so. no. after that first yeah. round of yeah. drinks or put them on the, <laughs> i used to call them the fun boy list i call them yeah. out and i want to have some fun when somebody comes <laughs> up that's it otherwise you don't hear from me so i had them on the gossip so you ain't heard that from me so uh, <laughs> what ask y'all now took me this i want to ask as we close this out one thing is in regards to potential you know one thing I know about relationships is sometimes they are not, when they're not a good fit, um, people have put too much into the potential of what a partner may be. Now, tell me, when you all hear the word potential, like, what comes to mind? And should it play a role in choosing a partner? Because to me, I'm in a space and a place in my life, I can't do nothing with potential. Like, you could potentially become the next Bill Gates. But until I see some evidence that that's in the making, then I can't go with that. But if you just want to sit here and sell me a pipe dream about what you're trying to do, what you got going on, but it's no real evidence that I can see, touch, feel, prove, then I can't do anything with it. And some people may say I'm wrong, but whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. So what do y'all think about that word potential? It's kind of- I think you have to, so potential, when I hear the word potential, I hear like, what could be? Mm -hmm. Like, um, aspirational. Like, you know, you're hoping to get to that place yeah but i'm gonna just be all the way 100 i used to be that girl in my 20s like oh he got the potential to do. you gotta in, oh. it, you gotta operate in the right now whoever that nigga is now that's who he is and you have to accept that you can't do nothing with somebody's potential because life can happen so many different things can happen as you you know try to build that relationship um with that partner and i think potential it's similar to what we were talking about in the beginning. Like it can really like trying to fit that uh, square into that hole. Like, like if you get hung up on somebody's potential, it's so many things that um, those red flags, you're missing those red flags. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we all have the potential to do so many things, but honestly we have to deal with reality right now. And yeah. if 2020 ain't taught us nothing else, it taught us that. Yeah. We can't, you know, uh, the person who was in office had the potential to be great, and we clearly his ass was not. So I mean, <laughs> right. yeah, you know, that's I, mean I just don't feel 
yeah, you got to deal in the reality and you have to accept people for where they are in their space yeah. right now. It's not that the person is a person, this A person said this about what you're saying about right now. She said, if a person never changed from the moment you met them right now, would you be okay with being with them? So, yeah. That's, that's a deep. You roll with. I can't roll with who you might become, you know, so. And I think potential is also like you putting on rose colored glasses and you just want to see the world is just like, oh, this could be a great place. But, you know, listen, well, Shana and I talk about this a lot offline. Like I have the potential to hop on this elevator and it could take me to the penthouse and it could be great. And it can also take me to the basement and it can be a whole nother shit show down there. Right. So like potential really kind of is just an ideal you know we all have we all like you said Nikita we all aspire to be something there's the person that I want to be and then there's the person that I am and so like I can say the same about my partner like there's the person that you want to be shit there's the person that I want you to be and then there's the person that you are and so like once you got to get real clear with hey I got the potential to be a serial killer, but I ain't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, potential means nothing. I potentially will give you some time when you show up and you show that you're solid. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, think, that. That, I think that potential crosses over into that romanticizing that Kirsten yeah. was talking about earlier. Yes. Because yeah. you, you, because of how you want this person to be or how you romanticize them in your head, you're thinking, oh, he do got the potential to be Mm. that guy that I'm romanticizing in my head. When in actuality, that's not true. And your brain don't really know the difference between reality and you you romanticizing the situation. So I think potential and romanticizing and and expectations kind of go hand in hand. I love it. I love it. And I think that's what we have to realize that yeah, potential. Mm, can't do nothing with it. You know, it's all yeah. looking at where somebody is right now. And ultimately, in, in regards to somebody being a good fit, you want somebody that's equally yoked with you. But if yep. equally yoked doesn't mean that you all have to be exactly the same. It's about yep. complimenting one another, but also being able to do the work that mirrors one another. So on that note, yep. we're going to close out and we'll be right back with the Living Single Segment. This now brings us to the Living Single segment of the podcast. It's simply a segment where we want to send you good vibes, good energy, and give good advice on any questions that you may have about being single, dating, or relationships. Remember, nothing is off limits. So, welcome to the Living Single segment of the show, and let's get into it. So, for today's question, it came from our website, www.tobesingleornottobe.com. And so it says, I have been dealing with the guy for about four months now, and he is cool people. We are in our 20s, and he seems like he may be bay worthy in the near future. Bay, boo, same thing, y'all, but it may not understand, you know, lingo. However, I don't trust his hygiene completely. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the tiles in his bathroom look like he washes his car with them. Oh <laughs> stay kind of dirty. And I stayed at his house for the whole weekend one time and he only took one shower. No, 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 no. <laughs> How do I dress this nicely or do I need to accept him as he is and hope that he picks up hints from me by seeing my cleanliness 
Or is that not realistic either? To be seen or not to be, help me, please. <laughs> wait, 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 that wait. Is wait. Not realistic. I'm going to be, be real quick. I'm going to let y'all handle this. Okay. I told you. <laughs> For one, I want to know how many times they had sex in that weekend that she was there and he took a shower one time. Thank you. For one. For one. That's for one. And then I'm going to just say this and I'm going to let y'all have it. Think about your coochie. Because you know, Ooh. you don't take. And them fingernails is dirty. Okay. I'm going to just put that there. Y'all can take because I'm disgusted right now. Yeah. Oh my God! So no, you need to address that. You need to address that shit head on. Address that head on. You need to sit him down and have a conversation with him about hygiene. And and it seems like he may not have a problem with it because if you just started talking to him and he okay with it, he and do it showing you that. Okay, I'm done. Y'all can have it. Let me tell you something. There is no way. There is no way under God's green earth. And the guy, look, I want to say sun and I said on earth. There is absolutely no way I am about to uh, Nikita, you said like, I am I am I am just just exactly if he's dirty like that and you seeing that shit, like how are you even getting turned on to want to give him some? Ooh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Me. You missed the part where she say he seems like he may be bay worthy. Oh <laughs> no, girl, you not, not bay worthy if you stink. Right, that's nasty. So, I'm also going to get into the fact that I don't think that like this young lady and not, not to even be funny about it, like, cause we are definitely laughing, but I would not be writing anybody to say, should I stick with him? Is this realistic? <laughs> I'm not convincing no grown motherfucker to take no shower. <laughs> I'm not about to sit here and let you, you know, place your hands on my body and, you know, your nails stay kind of dirty. As she Especially not in COVID. I'm not about to let you take your car wash towels and toss them over <laughs> to me while, you know, you take this one shower and I done took three since I've been here, which furthermore lets me know there's dishes stacked up in his um, sink. Oh Nobody has swept or mop. The question is, is them sheets that y'all laid on, when is the last time he has washed those? Run, this oh. run. Like, there's no... I'm not talking to you about your like funky you, ass. Like, wait, you... Wait. <laughs> Did you I'm like not. that? And smell that, and you watching him like that's bae. right? <laughs> like, right. I just, I just feel like, oh you know, my god. Okay, so I just want to bring this perspective, right? Like this trying to be serious. real air mattressy. It, it, it does. <laughs> and she said she in her twenties, and you know we did a lot of shit in our twenties. We fucked on the air mattress. We didn't, you know, been at the nigga house. We ain't got no furniture. But I just want to say this, like I just want to bring in this perspective to try to be serious. You know, if you really feel like he bae worthy then sit him down and have a conversation because, you know, there could be the way he was brought up. Maybe he doesn't know yeah. about, you know, hygiene and cleanliness. You know, that's a real thing. You know, people's background and how they was raised, where they grew up and things like that. So if you, if you think that's what's happening, because you've been kicking it with him for what, four months, then you need to how have, many yeah, you need to have that conversation um, because that could be what it is. It could be that. Now you had a conversation and you still getting dig down with dirty nails and dirty towels. Think about <laughs> that's, that's your fault. Think about the cooch, sis. Just think about the yes, bacterial of the cooch. And you that's also gotta thing. know, like the match. Like my mouth would not be able to touch like, your body. That. 
Well, not even that. My mouth wouldn't be able to save that ego. Like, there's just some things that, like, I don't, because I think that also moves into another territory of like, did you take a shower today? Or like, I'm not going to mother you. That's what you ask 13 year old boys who don't want to take a shower. Not Yeah, like, it feels like you're going into a little mothering territory. I'm not doing that. Nurture a nigga to death. That's one area, even if I'm guilty of doing it in other areas, I'm not nurturing you to wash your way. It's other issues that I can have going on in my relationship. I'm not going to tell you, hey, um, the the tub dry. I'm not doing that. that tub is Waffle House yellow. Because I know. Ew, ew, ew. Was this during COVID? (laughs) It was recently sent in. Girl, I hope you done went and got your ass tested. Is that nigga not taking showers? He got COVID. He has to have it. (laughs) (laughs) Or he's had it. He's it has started. There. So, and marinated. I, I know like, we laughing and joking, and so she's probably not going to appreciate hearing this response. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just think about the coach. If she listens to the show, she know we got a little bit of knowledge and a little bit not having no sense. So she already <laughs> knew. Right. But I think what Nikita said was uh, correct. You know, you have to look uh-huh. at the background and things of that nature. You have to also, like Kiki said, think about your coach. You don't want it smelling like Jack in the Box. <laughs> and then you have to also think about how Kirsten said that you don't want to be have to nurture a man to take his hygiene seriously. So I think that, you know, like, I don't know how you sat there and looked at him and was like, oh, that might be babe. Might have been that good moment. She was romanticizing the potential that he might she take. Was she was yeah. digmatized. She was digmatized. The potential that Dick was probably good and that's She's so mad when he took that bath. That's what it was. Yeah, one bath. But then I'm like, I also have questions. So, like, is there cologne involved? Like, when y'all <laughs> go out and meet people, like, does he have a like, like a bodily odor that is like a, a apparent to other people? Like, are you embarrassing me in public? Like, there's just like a whole lot of questions that I have about this situation. Like, are you just funky at home? But when we go out in the world, you like show up. Like it's just a lie. It's real messy, sis. Run. One shower. This smells like somebody's funky home in out, and she's dealing with it. So, my hope, sis, is that you take our advice. If this man stays nasty, because being honest, he's nasty. You just gonna have to. That's the character, you know. Mm-hmm. And on that note, we gonna close that part out and just say, if you all have questions, please feel free to send them in to the website www.tobesingleornottobe.com. Or you can send them on Instagram or Facebook to at to be single or not to be. And we'll be right back with our closing comments. All right. So while this is the ending of part one of a two-part series, um, I wanted to do a quick roundtable discussion with the resolution from these ladies to talk about, you know, what do you all think it is people have to do in order to stop choosing a partner that's not the right fit? Or what do they have to start doing in order to choose a partner that is a better fit? And Nikita, we'll start with you. I think you got to get out of your own way Mm -hmm. Um, and really hone in on... Like, I, I will be honest, I used to be the girl like, oh, that's not my type, that's not my type. But most times, we block our own blessings. And so yeah. the things that we are saying like, oh, no, that dude is not my type, that could be the very thing that God wants to bless you with. 
um, and what you need. And so getting out of your own way um, and really doing away with that whole, that's not my type. You know, you want somebody who is an asset to your life more than a liability. Right. Um, and so I wrote in my journal the other day that um, love doesn't mean you have to abandon what it is that you deserve. And I think sometimes black women, myself included, we don't think we deserve like, you know, uh, a relationship or a partnership that doesn't require us to suffer first, you yeah. know? And so you don't have to do all of that. Like when it's the right person, I just feel like a lot of things will align, but most importantly, we have to get out of our own way and we need to know that we deserve what it is that we want. Yeah. 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 Um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that once we're honest and truthful with ourselves, um, you know, about the things that we want and need, you know, out of a relationship and, you know, you're assessing that with your current partner, you know, if things don't look the way that you want them to look, you know, you got to make hard decisions to kind of break away because I think a lot of times, you know, we'll sit in something a little bit too long, hoping that things will change and, you know, it might not be a good fit, you know? So just also as you're leaping and daring to love, leap and dare to choose yourself when that situation doesn't look as healthy um, for you or just, it's not as good to you. And I think that the thing that, you know, people sometimes also confuse. It's like, oh, I found somebody that was, you know, better than him. Mm. No, don't look at it like better than him. It was somebody that is better for you, Absolutely. you know? So I think just, just being honest and assessing, you know, wants and needs I is going to be. Oh, you said it's going to be what? What was the last part? I said, I think that's what's going to be key. Okay. Love to hear it. And Kiki, what do you think? I think, I think um, you have to be open, uh, be prayerful, be honest with yourself and the other person. And don't be scared to be vulnerable. Um, a lot of times your blessings are on the other side of, of the fear. So I think if you have that and, and open, honest communication with the other person, then you could get past whatever it is. The, yeah. And I like you said, sometimes your blessing is on the other side of fear because I once heard somebody say, anything we do in life, we do it out of fear or we do it out of love. And if you think about things, it's like, am I moving from a place of fear or a place of love? And you can apply that to like everything in your life. So I mm -hmm. think we're able to move away from that fear and get to a vulnerable state. Then we can get to the love that we truly deserve. So on that note, give yourselves a round of applause for amazing part one of this conversation. You all have shared so much insight that I know myself and the listeners are going to take away. Your opinions are always valued and appreciated. And on that note, we'll be right back with the Montana Minute. And now this brings us to the Montana Minute. I hope that you all enjoyed part one of this conversation and that some gems were dropped for you to hold on to and apply where necessary. Be sure that you come back for part two of the conversation next week. And on that note, I now leave you to decide to be single or not to be. That is the final question. Signing off, yours truly, Shanna Montana.